and welcome back to Old School. Today we are going to be in all of the classes and we're going to be there with some energetic youth. Um, we're welcoming our teacher today, Isabella Lafferty. She goes by Bella. Um, she is, um, her company is Isabella's Loft. Isabella is the founder of the Rookie Movement, a company with a mission to encourage and inspire youth to learn from the real world and embrace rookie mistakes. She's an interior decorator and content creator through her online design platform, Isabella's Loft, where she has accrued a community of over 160,000 people. She is a member of and serves on the board for YPO Next Generation Los Angeles as communications chairman. Our family has been friends since before she was born. I won't go into how I was her doula, whatever. Um, and I consider her such a precious addition to the family. So welcome to class, Isabella. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here. I've been so excited about the possibility and that you even agreed because I get it. I'm not supposed to say I'm old, but I am old. And sometimes people automatically assume that like whatever I'm doing, my book, my posts or whatever, have to do more with people closer to my age. But I really do in my followings on my platforms and everything have such a wide range. I have, I had an author on the podcast who was 23 and she has three kids already. And she just had some really cool wisdom to kind of lay down. Um, so I just think it's fun. I think a lot of times we don't want to learn from someone who is in our own species. And by that, I mean, in our decade, if you will. Um, but you're kind of an old soul, like my, like my peanut, in the sense that your mom was a little older when she had you. And so you get to hang out with all these old farts like me. And <laughs> so I think you bring just a really great perspective to it. And I think that a lot of times people will then listen across those generations when we can have that kind of wisdom brought to the table. So I'm really excited to have you here today. Now with old school, what I try to do is it, it parallels my book where I talk about the trauma and the abuse and all of the things that I've gone through throughout my life. And then the healing in the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And, um, and then how do we get that and maintain that? You know, it, it's not an easy thing. And you have been through quite a bit at your young age. And so, you know, people shouldn't assume from an outside look that somebody has had it easier or hasn't. So I like to hear from different individuals about how what they went through helped them get to the other side and then how are they maintaining their health in those areas. So um, I would like um, to hear how it started, how, you, how it's going, and, um, and, you know, let the young people understand that I don't have a predisposition towards them. I believe that you all have something to say. My motto here is everyone's older than someone. And so I'm looking forward to your story and then how you've gotten to the place where you're doing all these exciting things. So I would love to hear your story. Oh, awesome. So I, from the beginning, wow, there's a, I mean, it's been 26 <laughs> whole years. Uh, <laughs> I was here for the burst. Yes, you can yes. pass that part. Yes, yes, you are. <laughs> so I grew up with mainly like the divorced parents. My parents were divorced uh, growing up and that came with its own set of challenges. But I, I really feel like that prepared me in a way to be independent and kind of grow up a little bit faster than probably people my age. Uh, I have siblings from all over the board, like my dad's side, my mom's side uh, in past marriages. So I, I just kind of grew up, I feel like 
learning things a lot quicker. And, and I say that in a positive way, not a negative way, because you can either choose to grow from, you know, what could be negative experiences, or you can kind of shrink because of them. And so I've always tried to take the upper road as much as I can. Uh, So I would say one of the biggest things that propelled me into, you know, what now is my career and, and like growth, constant growth and being an entrepreneur and taking risks and, you know, doing the whole thing at, at somewhat of a young age is definitely like my relationship with probably my mom, because we started, you know, we were close and then, and then I kind of leaned on dad a little bit more like in the early ages of my life. And then my mom and I like really reconnected. And when we did in high school, it was, it just made me look at things a little bit differently. So she had turned to her faith, which I know you're a Christian, so we can go into that a little bit, but she had turned to her faith. Um, we weren't close. And then when I saw her, you know, growing into this space with my wonderful stepfather, Patrick, um, when I saw her, them both growing into the space, it really inspired me in a lot of, in our relationship and as well as don't cry. Oh, I'm crying. <laughs> no, already? I know. I'm just like, yes. oh my no, God, I'm just I'm just I'm make you start crying. <laughs> like tissues. That's um, dating myself. <laughs> I don't know who that is. I'm joking. I do know who that is. Um, so I would just say we, just seeing them in this new light and seeing that, you know, choosing forgiveness, not that there was anything terrible that had happened. It was just at a young age, it's easy to just blame everybody else, you know, especially your parents for things. And I just saw them move into this, into this new world. And I felt like I kind of played a part in that because I had disconnected from, from my mom, um, just for several reasons, but just seeing the evolution of their faith journey and where it's brought our family. I feel like I've had a lot of growth from that as well. Just seeing that there's you know, there's always an upward path and you don't have to choose to be bitter. You don't have to be choose to, you know, um, a lot of people just kind of disconnect from their parents and then are bitter their whole life. So I've seen that a lot uh, with a lot of my friends and things happen. I believe that, you know, just because someone's a parent doesn't mean everything's their fault. And, you know, they're <laughs> saying that louder. They, yes, <laughs> yeah. You know, they also are living this life. <laughs> Your mother's going to love this episode. It's true. It's true. Um, it's really true. And I talk to her a lot about that now because it's easy, I think, as a parent to not that I'm a parent, but my sister's a parent. Both my sisters are parents. It's easy to kind of blame yourself for everything. And, and even to this day, I see her kind of blame herself for things. It's like, no, you're human. You know, we're all human. We're all experiencing things. And if you hadn't had kids during the time that these things were going on, it would have been such a different story. Like nobody else would have been affected. She lost her business and like that affected her family. Um, but if I was in the picture, it, it wouldn't have affected me. Right. Cause I wouldn't have been there. So, but everyone's living, everyone's a human. And so I just like to I think kind of reflect that in everything I do is kind of give people the benefit of the doubt and um, try to grow constantly, constantly grow. So I would say that it's a positive, not a negative. Oh, excellent. Yes. Okay. So fast forward a little bit. Fast forward a little bit. And your first um, entrepreneurial, I don't know, maybe the movement wasn't the first. Oh, okay. Was it? It was my first major entrepreneurial venture. Yes. So I, when I was 19, I moved to LA from Newport. I finished high school in Newport beach. 
Uh, I went to three high schools, two in Arizona, then moved to Newport for my senior year. And out of right out of high school, I felt like I didn't need to go to college at the time. So I said, dad, I'm going to start a clothing brand. I was a little cocky. Um, let's be honest, but I said it with my chest. You'd, you'd kind of have to be. I, I said it with my chest and, um, I, <laughs> so I moved to LA and I just started exploring different manufacturers in the U S and overseas. Uh, and just, I really wanted to do a streetwear line. I was obsessed with men's streetwear. So I launched like a set of like 10 pieces, a few were girl pieces, mostly bomber jackets were like the big thing back then. Uh, now I don't see anybody with a bomber jacket on, but <laughs> back then they were really cool. And so trendy, trendy, very trendy. And so I was out in LA and networking and um, I became a part of the organization, uh, YNG, which is YPO's, the kids. So YPO is a business organization for parents well, my parents, um, that are, they're in, let me, it stands for young presidents organization. So there's a group of basically business owners, small to large business owners that are in this organization. And so what the kids did is said, Oh, let's all network and connect in different cities. So I jumped on board and I was 19, um, to kind of start networking with people in LA and, in addition to that, I was going out a lot. So I met a lot of like artists and influencers at the time that was social media was just kind of starting. And I was like, Hey, can I make you a jacket? Like I would meet somebody out, out and about. And I'm like, Hey, like I can, I can make you a jacket. And so this turned into um, a fun time for me going out at the time I was 19, didn't have an ID. It's fine. And, um, <laughs> had a fake ID. And I would also don't try this at home. Yeah. Don't try this at home. (laughs) I'm not recommending. Um, but I would go out and, and, you know, network and stuff and then do like events and and all that. I wasn't just nightclub. I'm just joking. They don't know my humor yet. So they're probably like this girl's. Oh no, they're they're very bad. Oh, you're terrible. I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, so anyway, so I, I worked with one of my biggest most successful things that I did with rookie movement is I styled Snoop Dogg's 2017 tour and nice. he and his appearance on Jimmy Kimmel Live. So that was a big deal. The backup dancers wore my, wore my things and he Snoop Dogg wore the jacket. I made him like, I think in five different, five different concerts during that tour. So I didn't pay for any of that, which who knows how I did that. I still, to this day, I just don't understand how I did that. Um, but I, that was probably just the grace of God. What an experience. Though. It was amazing. How awesome. I, I mean, was very who, blessed. who has I that happened? Blessed. Like the intersection of all of these things, like maybe you being a little rebellious or at least in your mind, you thought so because yeah. you weren't going to go to college, which by the way, just sidebar, I don't think everybody has to, but definitely learning something, a trade or right. something of past that. Yeah. Of course, I was just, I say that in a sense of where I was like, I don't need school. Like, I'm smart. I can do this for myself. I you know, know everything. YouTube University. Um, <laughs> so that was that experience. So I, I did that for a couple of years. And then I got my first, I actually ended up going to film school, a small film school in LA. And that was a great experience learned from like the, not top, but just industry professionals in the space. Uh, and with an emphasis on music, which I tried everything. And let's be honest, I've tried DJing. I've tried clothing brand. I've tried now I'm an interior designer. So you never know. Um, but I went to a small film school, 
learned a lot there about like the entertainment world. That was super cool. Ended up going into marketing after that and had a few full-time jobs. And then I bought my first condo and I was posting silly little things like, you know, how to make your home look more expensive because I couldn't really afford RH things. I wanted RH, the RH look, but like and at RH Walmart, is... restoration hardware, I wanted yeah. the restoration hardware look, but on like a target budget. So I started Good luck with that. No, I'm no I, but you did. I did it. I did it. I, I did my best to find like things. Did that you get in identical. a little trouble with them? Along I did. The way. Yeah. We're not going to talk about that. Um, but thanks for bringing it up. Yes, I did. I did get in trouble. Which um, you did. It was awesome. That's how I, that's when I first saw you online. Your presence online was that. I mean, we had uh, talked about the rookie movement before that and a couple of the clubs in Scottsdale carrying the line. But when oh, you made, right. started to make this transition and I saw the beginnings of your videos, it was so cool. You did such an awesome job. So oh, anyway, you can continue you. with that story. I'm going to start crying so. now. <laughs> um, I, so I started posting these silly TikToks and, you know, TikTok has just been going crazy since COVID because everyone was at home watching um, app, which is another conversation for another time that we're all like glued to our phones. But, um, <laughs> so I started getting, you know, a couple people reaching out about interior design services. Uh, they like wanted the restoration hardware look, but on a target budget. And so I kind of just cultivated this audience over time, uh, and was able to leave my full-time job while I had interior design clients as well. So that's where I am now. It's been a long road. <clears throat> a long 26 years, but, um, it's, it's been really awesome. And yeah, I'd love to, any questions you have? I know that's a lot. That's, that's a, a lot, lot of, information. of information. Okay. So, um, but to go back to your original point, I, I truly don't think somebody has to go to college and, you know, we can get into the politics and what have you, but the fact of the matter is, is college is changing dramatically. Mm. There's a lot of ideology driven, driven stuff. Everybody's wanting to you know, make, put these class, attach these classes to degrees that don't have anything to do with the core of what you're trying to learn there. So I don't think everybody has to have that. Although if what you're going to go into requires that education, then okay, just be careful with the choosing of where you're going to go get it. But a trade, the trades have been so neglected and I'm, I don't know, I, interior designers might get offended if I call that more of a trade because you can go to school and finish a degree for it. But I think that um, School of Hard Knocks or getting out there and learning, um, I do have a degree, but I probably could have taught the classes at the school where I finished my degree because of how much time I've spent in the business world, you know, and owning my own business as an entrepreneur or even working and running, working my way up into the hierarchies of larger corporations or tax firms or whatever it might be. So I, I don't think um, college is necessary. And I loved that about your story. Oh, that was awful. Um, and, but I wanted you to come on for that reason, is being um, able to talk to people, young people about um, look at the level of success you can have. And you're not a millionaire or gazillionaire yet. It's coming because what you're doing is so much fun. And I'll have all of her connection information in the show notes. But um, but getting to where you're currently at and the number of people you have. I mean, don't you have also you've cultivated like companies that are sponsoring you or mm -hmm. what do you call those ambassadorships? 
Yeah, brand deals, ambassadorship, same thing. Uh, but yeah, so I, there's different facets of what I do now, just the social media. I have my interior design clients and I have brands that I work with. And, you know, I'm coming out with the decor line and, and there's just different things that you could do thanks to social media. But yes, it's it's really cool. And, and going back to your point with college, I mean, I think I feel like everybody that you talk to who's successful in, in whatever they do, maybe they're entrepreneurs or, you know, whatever the, their trade is, they'll say the same thing, even if they went to college, right? Like they probably learned more out of college than they did, but it's kind of just a staple. And I do believe that it's changing as well. I would like my doctor to have gone to college, but don't, don't get me wrong. But um, and my surgeon actually passed the classes, right? Not just scrape by. <laughs> my a surgeon, yeah, I would prefer he went to school. Pilot, but yeah, pilot would be nice. <laughs> but as far as you know, having a brand or it's it's really about how much time and effort you put into it, and your the amount of work you put into it, and learning and constantly growing because everything's changing constantly, and especially with social media. What I do. There's no way I could learn that in school. I mean, it's it's constantly changing, right? Sure. I mean, you could learn the fundamentals, but I totally agree. I I really believe that. YouTube is your friend. Google is your friend. You can learn anything <laughs> online. You need to be careful that what you're actually learning is, you know. Well, that's true. Valid, which is that's so funny true. when people talk about Yes. My boss used to have a sign on in his office that said, please don't confuse your Google search with my CPA. <laughs> That's true. Yes. But I agree. Make I sure mean, the source is it, valid. you know, you can find how to, I mean, I, it's scary what you can find how to do actually on YouTube, some of the yeah. evil things that people can find, but, but overarching, yes. Um, and what you are doing and what you have picked up and what you've brought into your own flair and your own style is so awesome. I mean, you, I think you're young because I'm old. <laughs> But I think it's just so cool. I mean, what you've accomplished, what you've walked through, because everything wasn't smooth and easy. And I know you don't want it. And it's not solely about your relationship with your mom and reconnecting, although that's beautiful. But, you know, when as it as is happens when there's like a divorce or there's different Mm -hmm. family factions or what have you that, you know, there's just going to be stuff when you're coming up and stuff that happened to you like you know, in high school or when you're dating or all your different experiences that bring together who you are now and what you've learned from those, you just represent yourself well. You really do. And I I agree with that. I think that when your mom and Pat came into a growing relationship with their faith, I see how you like tap into that when you guys are all together as a family. And so that has to be a founding healing time for you like as you're growing now and as you've had some relationship changes and things like that mm-hmm. um you can just see you can just see um your you know you're training for a triathlon mm-hmm. yes you're so hilarious I mean, you're just all jogging and taking a video of yourself down on the in marina del rey and i'm like i would be wheezing <laughs> but you're just all like oh, happy day <laughs> My favorite was when you were in Paris and you were doing that out in the morning and there was nobody out there and you're just like jogging along. Oh, there's the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> nobody wakes up till 10 a.m. in Europe. Yeah. Well, awesome. I wake up at five, so I would have a heyday. Except for that you can't shop or go get food or whatever. But anyway, I think that that speaks to how you're curating all the areas of your life, how you're keeping yourself healthy. I know... Um, you have had to look into 
you know, different allergy or different things that have been going on with you physically. And then here you are, you're getting ready for a triathlon. Um, you've emotionally and spiritually walked, you know, your family dynamics and you're in this really healthy space. Um, mentally choosing to help yourself grow by the things that you've reached out to and pulled together for your business. I mean, you're the complete package. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> like, wow. You're so really adorable. Nice. I really love nice. that. I've been, you know, your friends with your mom since 19. I was going to say, you know too much. Yeah, I know. Probably. I know where the bodies are buried for her. I know you not necessarily so much, but that's fine. I I can keep a secret. (laughs) I want to know. So uh, um, with the YPO, you, how often do they meet? I mean, Mm -hmm. where, you know, do you get to bring in, um, uh, people who come and speak to all of you in regard to how to grow your business, but also don't they lean into spiritual and emotional growth as well? They go, they branch out, do they not? Yeah. Yeah. So, so again, YPO is this young presence organization, entrepreneur, entrepreneurs come together and, um, it's this global organization, really great. And then the kids, I'm a part of the the kids that, that connected me. And so I've been on the board for about five years as communications chair. And it's such a good experience. We get together at least once a month to meet and go over, you know, our events for that month. And, and I put together the newsletter and do all the marketing and everything. And we'll sometimes tap into like helping with social events. But I would say our, we talk every day. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a commitment for sure. It's a time commitment, but putting those together. We do events from business. We, you know, kind of latch onto our YPO parents were so lucky to have. Um, and if they're having like a conference or some sort of meeting or some event that they'll invite like a handful of us. So like five to 10 of us, then we'll be able to invite some of the YNG community. So I'm in LA. So I would invite five to 10 LA or put it out there. There's five to 10 spots for you guys to come and, you know, learn so much. And that can right. go from entrepreneur stuff to we have mind, like you were saying, there's mental health things that YPO does as well. And and we try to just keep everyone connected. That's our goal is to just get everyone, you know, motivated. And, and not everybody is on the same. Some people are teachers. Some people are, you know, doing investment banking. I mean, it's a very, very wide spectrum of people that we include, but it's, it's a nice community. And I feel like everyone's kind of rooted in the same values system, which is nice. Um, YPO does a really good job of making sure that everyone's like very, how do you say it? Well-rounded. Like, well-rounded and very respectful and just, they're just great people all together. Inclusive or, too. Yeah. 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 I've seen, um, a lot of like when your folks post events and stuff like that, that, you know, sometimes it's a charitable event, you know, mm-hmm. and how to give back and yes. how you can get your company involved in sustainability or, totally. you know, giving back to the community or how to mentally, emotionally or spiritually, um, you know, ground yourself and not in a, in a way that, you know, leaves anybody out in a way that like says we all, you know, if you look, there was studies done that like of the best athletes in the world and the best athletes in the world, while also a good nutrition and physical regimen tended to be people who had a faith base as well. And so I feel like that's mm. probably true. I, I don't know that that is true of every single successful business person, but I think the ones that have kind of a yeah, longevity and who are shown that they are working in their communities and giving back, I think that's when you start to find that little th- common thread. Um, yeah, I, I love seeing their posts. And when you post about how 
you guys are coming together and supporting each other because a lot of times the world right now tends to, I'm out doing resumes looking for a job and there is some ageism, but I'm not going to go suing people. I don't want to sue somebody to get to come work for them. That'd be a great environment, you know? And then there are people who put down millennials and I'm not sure. I think you're maybe I'm not under, even a millennial. You're under. You're what is that? The uh, Z, Gen Z? Gen Z's. Yeah. So whatever that's called. I've looked it up before to see the ages. I don't even want to know where I fit, but <laughs> I'm just old. Um, but anyway, yeah, when people take a look at sometimes when somebody's a certain age, they slap a label on mm. what you can bring to the table or not. And I think of people like Charlie Kirk, who's out there, who started Turning Point USA. He's only 26 years old. And, you know, he's met with presidents. Um, the same with Madison Cawthorn, the, the uh, representative in the House of Representatives. He's 25 years old, the young man who's in the wheelchair. Mm -hmm. I mean, and so I'm like, look at this. Look at what they're accomplishing at 25. Now, I had had done some decent things by then, but I wasn't anywhere near what they're doing. And I just think it's awesome. And I hate it when people kind of lump categories and uh, lump groups of people in regardless of their age. So I love what you've accomplished. I love how sweet and kind and humble you are. Um, I know that a lot of times I was saying this to you as we were coming back here, that a lot of times people will take a look at a pretty skinny, tall, you know, whatever young lady and, and want to make some assumptions that you haven't had to go through some stuff. You know what I mean? And I've had people do that when I was competing in bodybuilding, like, Oh, you're, you've always been skinny. You don't have to work out. I was like, that is not even, you know, 1% true about my entire life. So not taking any kind of presuppositions, but knowing I know you, but now for others to get to hear, who you are and where your heart is and how you got to where you are with your company. And I can't even imagine where you're going to get to go. I, I want you to touch on, you said you have a product line coming out. Yes. I, I want do. you to talk about that. And then I have a couple more things and I, and I think we can wrap up, but what, what is coming up for Isabella's loft? I would say that I'm definitely going to come, come up with a decor line. I have an art art licensed. And so that's, in the works right now. So an art line. Yes. And then hopefully some candles, some pillows down the line. I want to, I want to um, create a, an affordable solution for people to have a modern home. So that is my goal to uh -huh. do that. Yes. Ooh, I and can't wait. Thank you. I'm so excited. Um, so would you create a different uh, name for that line or would it be like IL or something um, like that? Something cool or what, what would, would you probably go with in that? I'm still playing with that. I definitely want the word loft in there because I feel like it fits with kind of modern, um, just a modern living, modern living in general. But I don't know that I necessarily need my name in it, but we'll see. I'm just okay. kind of playing around with that, but definitely decor line. And I want to work with more brands. I mean, there's, there's so much out there to do. Uh, definitely want to get into like maybe the podcasting space or YouTube. And right now I'm just on Instagram and TikTok. So which is a lot in itself with clients and everything. But I would like to also build out like an interior design firm at some point and get people kind of under, under my belt. And, and hopefully that turns into something as well. Okay. There's such a big space for this virtual interior design concept because so many people want their homes to look beautiful, but they can't afford like an hourly rate of an interior designer. And so with what I do, it's, Hey, let's hop on the phone. I always do like a free consultation and then we'll, 
work on their space from like a digital, like I don't ever go in person. I just charge like a one-time fee and then give them a shopping list at the end. And so I've kind of seen a growth in popularity because it's so affordable for people to, you know, make their homes look great. And at any price point, any budget they give me. So I'd love to just expand on that because it's really helped me grow. I feel like emotionally and, and I don't know, it's, it's one of those things I have passion for and, and helping others is so great to have that in your career. So I feel really lucky. I love that. I, I've always said I'm not a salesperson and your mom and the whole family, everybody, everyone, everyone who knows me teases me and thinks I talk a lot and I must be extroverted, but I'm not. I'm introverted and I'm an introverted you? extrovert because I only can do it this way. Okay. If I had to get up in front of hundreds, which I'm now being asked by my writing coaches to do speaking engagements, it's freaking me out. But anyway, when I've always joked that sales is really one of the few spaces where you can make as much as your heart desires but I didn't like sales. But if I love something or if I'm passionate about it, I could sell ice cubes to Eskimos, as they say. And so I, I understand completely that. And I think that's awesome. Like if you could lean into, you know, a line of your own products or maybe even being able at some point to get somebody to make your software for what you're doing your own, you know, proprietary and stuff and, and just take off with that because that's where a lot of spaces are going with these um, apps where you can, um, and these services where you can pay a hundred bucks and you have access to a lawyer every month in a subscription, um, the same with like a CPA being willing to do that and be kind of your on-call CFO without having to hire somebody solely for that purpose, because you just can't as a small business. So I think this could go really crazy. And I think that's awesome. I'm glad I get to have a little bird's eye view. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I can't wait to see that line come out. And um, maybe we can have you come back. And of course. we can talk about it. And we can have like a QVC kind of situation. <laughs> Let's get you on QVC. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, okay, so one of the last things I always do with every one of the guests that I have come on is I ask them, and you've had a short life, but it's been very busy. Um, what is one thing that you wish somebody had told you or you had known sooner? Hmm. Your little nugget. That's so hard. I wish I had this question beforehand. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like it to I, be a little sorry. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, I, I just feel like when I first started, you know, my rookie movement, my clothing brand, I just wanted to, you know, make as much money as possible. I feel like that's never really been my key driver, but I feel like being 19 and kind of getting a little bit of an ego moving to LA, that's probably part of it. Um, it's really, I feel like life is about so much more. So I wish somebody would have kind of told me in that state that, you know, you're not necessarily going to be happy if you're just meeting all these celebrities and doing these, you know, things that look great. Cool. Everybody looks at you and they're like, oh, like, you're doing big things because you are with so-and-so and it's like a name and title and money and ego and power type of um, lifestyle that I feel like a lot of people in LA specifically like get kind of in their head tied to. For me, it just was a big learning lesson that, you know, you know how do I say this? Like happiness does not, is not rooted in anything, but you know, what actually like helping others and having 
a passion in life and truly giving back. And I've, I mean that sincerely. I don't, I feel like people say that, but I actually feel so much purpose in what I do. And I would, if I could just tell myself that when I was starting my first business that, okay, how, why are you starting this? Can you, why are you starting this? Are you starting it to help people? Are you starting it to, you know, fill some sort of need in the market? I feel like that would have been good to know. But then again, you have to go through a lot to get to the place where you're just wanting to realize what happiness is. Which is why this is wonderful when I get these nuggets, because you wouldn't have listened probably at 19 because it all did seem so cool. And on the outside, a lot of people feel like that is the ultimate thing, but happiness cannot be rooted in any object or any other thing or a Mm -hmm. bank account. It just really can. And if you talk to a lot of people who do have all those things, they'd be the first to tell you that too. I mean, they don't want to give up like their public image or whatever, but at the same token, they'd let you know. I mean, if you watch like the rate of divorce or just Mm -hmm. the the, the discontent or how people look unhappy. So finding this out at this young age, that that isn't where you want to find and root your happiness is so awesome. And I would just pray, I pray that the Holy Spirit goes out before each episode of my podcast that 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 people your age would hear that. So they don't have to, you know, totally. come back and yeah, not until they're in their 30s or 40s. And there are people in their 40s and 50s who still don't know this little nugget you just dropped. <laughs> I mean, and that, you know, it seems really basic and kind of simple, but they just don't. They've let the world tell them where happiness is going to go. It's how many dollar signs and, and, and mm-hmm. how many people you can accumulate or things you can accumulate. And um, I have spent a lot of time in the last few years, not alone in the sense that I know I have my Lord and Savior, but by myself. And it hasn't lessened my happiness. Would I love somebody to share my life with? Absolutely. But my happiness is so grounded and genuinely liking who I am and doing me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the same for you is that here you are finally, you know, you found so early on what is bring just brings you joy, just absolute joy. And you spend a lot of your time by yourself in your loft preparing all of this stuff. So, I mean, I'm not saying you're by yourself, (laughs) but like, you know, but I'm an introvert, (laughs) but you're, you know, in your loft making the videos, doing the content and all of that. And so you see that you can literally drive that joy without having to add in a sprinkle of anything else. So I think that's awesome. And I think that's a great little nugget to drop. So thank you. I have, I have something else to add to that. (laughs) Yay. No, I, I just found I've been, when I was younger, before I got in my first serious relationship, I felt like I needed somebody, you know, to kind of like be happy. I was 20 and which seems like not that long ago, but I feel like it was. And, you know, just, I felt you can, you could be in a room full of people and still feel super lonely. And so just learning, even being in a relationship or being around friends and just having this kind of feeling when I was doing rookie movement to be like exact and not feeling like there was a sense of like purpose in my life and, and really understanding like, how can I work on myself and better myself? And how can I like myself kind of going to what you were saying? And what does that look like? And for me, that was, okay, I want to like, you know, I don't want to drink as much and I want to do fitness. I would just go out and, you know, do these things because other people, it seemed cool. And it seemed like that's what made other people happy. But when you really look in and you, you ask yourself, like, I went through this exercise for a couple of years where if something lit me up, like even going down the grocery store aisle and finding like a new 
I don't know, snack that I thought was cool. And I just got super excited. I would write down like that made me really happy or excited. And I came up with this list of just like these random things that made me happy. And then these other things that kind of depleted my energy. So if, if I was around a certain person and, you know, I felt like I was overcompensating or try to like, you know, fill space and I would write that down like that. How did that make me feel? And so I feel like really tapping into what actually makes you happy and what serves you and what serves others is super important. Part of a big part of what I still do and believe has made me like happy and independent. How smart are you? I mean, what an incredible thought process. I went, went through a study called A Thousand Gifts. It was by um, Ann Voskamp. And you were supposed to every day write down three things you were grateful for, even silly things like, mm-hmm. you know, toothpaste which is not really silly. I'm grateful (laughs) that people use it. (laughs) But I just, how awesome is that? Because that's acknowledging those, those things. And that way, you know how to detox the things that are, you know, sapping the life out of you and how to add in those things. And I, I just think that's incredibly wise. And for you to take that lesson and take it to heart and utilize your time like now to get that situated, because then you're ready for any relationships, not just a, a, you know, a mate relationship, although that's huge because who you pick as a mate is probably the biggest decision you'll ever make in your life, but also even your friendships and your business relationships that, you know, if somebody is just on the taking end of it, or they're just robbing your energy to be aware of that and be so self-aware, I just think that's awesome. And And, uh, it speaks volumes as to where you've gotten your mind and your heart and, you know, just your whole person in regard to how you're going to, you know, run your life and where your happiness is going to be derived. Oh, that's so sweet. I'm like, wow, thank you so much. Um, and I, it does affect all your relationships because if you can really identify, okay, let's say you get triggered by something because of your childhood. Right. And you, if you can identify that this is not happening because of the person in front of you, it's happening because of what you've gone through. And you kind of sit with that and realize that like, you don't need to take it out on the other person. It, it really helps you. So that's something else I've been trying to do more of because in my only long-term relationship, I felt like that was kind of something that I, I would lean on him a little bit too much. And, you know, I would take things out on him that weren't necessarily his fault. Um, whereas now it's kind of more so like, okay, like why is this actually happening? Cause at the end of the day, it's really friends, relationship, whoever it's, it comes all down to where your head's at and where your heart's at. And I truly believe that. And what you have been through as I've been writing my book and having to revisit some of the stuff I went through as a child and all the way up through my divorce and all of these things. Um, certainly there are things that were re-triggering, although I may have walked the healing process already they're still there. And those things can impact when you're engaging with others. And you don't want to take out on them and assume that they're acting like the person who originally caused the trauma. Mm-hmm. You know, you do need to have a self-awareness enough to know that, wait, okay, I'm only reacting that way because this reminds me of that, not because I need to blame them of that. So uh, how intelligent and how self-aware to already be there. You know, oh, I think you, that's Michelle. awesome. You're so sweet. All right, honey. Well, this has been awesome. And as I say, somebody's older than everybody's older than someone. And Bella's had some great nuggets for us here today. I hope y'all are listening. Um, If you want to connect with her, maybe even utilize her services, all of her connection information will be in the show notes. 
And you can also reach out to me if you need to, Michelle at michellevrabel.com. And I can get you her connection information because I have seen her work. It's so fabulous. You can go to her LinkedIn at Isabella's Loft, or you can go on her Instagram and see what she's done. And it's just good stuff. Uh, I definitely do not have that flair. I am not got an artsy side to me. I'm a bookkeeper. I'm a bean counter. Um, so I want to thank you all for coming to class today. If you'll go on over to your favorite platform and listen to this episode, give us a rate, a review, a subscribe. And I absolutely love it when people engage and have a conversation with us and we can get back to you and just uh, have a party. So thank you for coming to class today and class dismissed.